Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent, Beijing Doctor Douchebag, Crash Gladys, getting crashed positions, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. We had one wet Sunday in Austin, Texas, Circuit of the Americas, so much so they called the NASCAR Cup race early. Chase Elliott, your winner. Scott Dixon does it again for the Indy 500, sitting on the pole. Incredible what that dude, the Iceman, could do in an Indy car. We'll talk about that. I don't know which is the bigger story. The Iceman once again showing everybody below him how to drive a freaking Indy car, or is it Simona De Silvestro, the fact crasher, that she is now in the Indy 500 with a an all woman team? Yes, to be technically correct, it's seventy percent women working the team. Got it. But yes, that is the goal years down the road to make it an all women team, all women engineers, mechanics, you name it. But yeah, there's, I mean, this is just indie. This is what indie does. It gives you stories at the front of the grid and the back of the grid. And, and you talk about them all week leading up to the greatest race. Obviously, that's my opinion, but I love it. The Indy 500 this year, the 105th running. So yeah, I guess, I guess it would have been, I guess Simona could have been a bigger story than Scott Dixon. Had it been a little bit more dramatic on the bump day portion of today, but it wasn't. She sat in her car for a couple of other guys to try to bump her out, and they never did. I would say if one of them had bumped her out and then she had to go back out there, that that maybe would have been a bigger story. But the drama came when Scott Dixon was the last driver out of the Fast 9, and he knocked everybody else down below him. Like, like you said, he taught everybody else how to drive an IndyCar, and he did it by three... Was it three hundredths of a mile an hour? Three hundredths of a mile an hour over a four lap average. That's 10 miles. He won the poll by three hundredths of a mile an hour. That's insane. Statman, you care to share with the Freak Nation your uh, your insight to the Indy 500 qualifying today? <laughs> you know, crash three hundredths of a mile an hour at that speed might be 20 yards. So that's a lot of that's a lot of distance. That means he's crossing the finish line when the other guy is coming out of the fourth turn. So no, they they actually were estimating it's five to six feet. That's more than that. Well, they could travel 300, 300 feet per second. Come on, five or six feet? No, that's not that's not even remotely close. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a hack writer sitting in an office looking at a wall, but. That's not. Uh, <laughs> that's not remotely Come on, close. Man. Five, I think it's just because we got Statman on the mic with us. You made it out of Toledo, Ohio, last night for the Arca Series race. Yeah, I thought about staying, but then I remembered I was in Toledo, and uh, I got on the road. You got on your general tires and got the hell out of there. Got on my general tires and got on the road. Uh, some yeah. guy, some you know how you follow somebody who's speeding and you think you're safe from the from law enforcement. Some guy climbed in the trunk of my car and was going with me. And at what at some point, 
when I used to tow rally cars, we put a driving light on the back of the rally cars and we could turn it on and people would almost crash when that bright light hit them in the face. <laughs> I'm going to do that again. NASCAR, NASCAR needed that bright light today in the back of their cars. Yeah, they needed something. Although I was, I was very glad. We've said a lot about NASCAR on road courses and afraid to drive in the rain. And those guys strapped it on and did it yeah, today. Did. And I, I appreciate that. You know that they complained every step of the way, but they would have complained if the sun was too high, if the sun was too low, if the clouds were in the sky, if it was a cloudless sky, if the track was wet oh it was too dry we could they complain that's what drivers do uh but every to, series that's what they do yeah, yes but that they, they did it today i was proud of them what are you talking about drivers don't complain suave you got the kevin harvick audio business uh, we don't have any business being out in the rain period so you know all i can say is this is the worst decision that we've ever made in our sport that i've been a part of and i've never felt more unsafe in my whole racing career Period. If he would have won, he would say, that's what I'm telling you about NASCAR drivers are the best in the world. He was one of those that got his ass handed to him literally by another car where he was, he slowed up a little too, too soon going into one of the turns. And again, with the madness, it was today's race. Uh, he took it from behind and gave it up in the front, too, if you know what I mean. There, okay. What are you talking about? Come on, that man. That was a weird way with words. A lot of things to talk about tonight. Going to resume with another round of affiliates. Getting into some crash gladness, pit news and notes. Coming up from Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Freak Nation, we're bringing in many new affiliates right about now, being a part of the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, brought to you by good friends at General Tire. April showers equal, well, of course, May mud. Get up to a $100 Visa what? prepaid card. With the purchase of a set of four qualifying general tires with your general tire credit card. For more information, how to save some bank on your tires, go to generaltire.com. Crasher? So we had the Monaco Grand Prix this morning, then Indy 500 bump day, converted then to pole day, then NASCAR in the rain at Austin. I mean, it sort of seemed like a Memorial Day Sunday, no? Okay, yeah. I posted that on Twitter, and many people did not agree with me, but I kind of felt it. Regardless, it was an action-packed weekend of motorsports, including NHRA in Houston, even though that got rained out as well, ARCA in Toledo, and a lot more. Let's start with the ARCA race on Saturday night in Ohio, where Ty Gibbs grabbed the win, but it was not one of his more dominating performances that he's had yet this year. Still, though, a checkered flag on general tires. Gibbs will join us, I believe, next hour. Then we woke up to the Monaco Grand Prix this morning. Well, at least those of us on the West Coast did. And even though Monaco is not the most eventful street circuit, it never ceases to amaze me how drivers can wheel those machines in such tight confines for two hours straight. It's just, it boggles my mind. It really does. But the man to do it the best this year was Max Verstappen, who not only took his first Monaco win, but also his first time ever leading the Formula One Drivers' Championship. And he's claiming it's not really that big of a deal. Okay. We then moved on to Indianapolis, where filling the top 30 spots for next weekend's Indy 500 took place on Saturday. 
So to kick off Sunday, the remaining five drivers vied for the last row. Making it in the show were Sage Karam, Will Power, and Simona De Silvestro. Then it was time for the Fast Nine and leave it to Iceman to take that last run of the nine and put it on the pole by just three hundredths of a mile an hour over four laps. On to the final practice then of the day. And the Ganassi team held four of the top five spots, but it wasn't Dixon atop the practice times. It was Barber race winner Alex Pillow. Then we turned the channel to NASCAR at Coda. Mother Nature won the day. Chase Elliott, though, was declared the winner after two red flags. The 800th win for Chevrolet. And what is it? 268 wins now for Team Hendrick, tying them with the King and Petty Enterprises. Speaking of Mother Nature, Rain ended up postponing the NHRA race in Houston to tomorrow. Brian Vickers, his wife, and Mr. Epstein. Yeah. Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for a good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel will do the work of a team of mechanics. The powerful combination of oils and additives in Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system while increasing power and fuel economy because it's burning excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak and keep the army of mechanics away a little longer. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Aw, fresh vanilla on the rocky road. Chocolate, eat butter cookie dough. Scoop that is. Scoop that is. Scoop that is. Scoop that is. Scoop Geico. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Your soap is Ugh. and your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things. Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons and let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. 
You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Lucas Oil Stabilizers. It's a pure petroleum multi-use supplement. Lucas Oil Stabilizers are formulated to control noise, eliminate dry starts, reduce friction, heat, wear, or tear on your engine. Trust me when I say go with the OG. There are other products out there that try and emulate what Lucas Oil does and Lucas Oil Stabilizers, but this is the bad boy that help, helps that old hot rod down there in your, your no, say your basement. <laughs> you get your hot rod in your basement. That hot rod you got stored out there in the, in the in the barn. Some of you use it. All of you should use it. Lucas Oil Stabilizer. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Hey, going into the break, I said this about, uh, I say former NASCAR driver Brian Vickers. I don't know if the guy's retired. But you may remember Brian Vickers. Didn't he run for Hendrick Motorsports? Oh, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And I we do research throughout the week for this show. And I don't know how in the hell I came across this. But is is her name pronounced Ghislaine Maxwell Crasher? Ghislaine. Ghislaine Maxwell. Isn't it, Stat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ghislaine, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is weird. This is really freaking weird that I'm bringing this story up. It's just a weird story, period. Yeah. But we kind of need to help clear her name, it seems like. Man, I'm not touching that, Crasher. I, d- I am okay, not touching okay, that. Go ahead. The New York woman accused of being Ghislaine Maxwell's lieutenant, again, has insisted that she is also a victim of one Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, Ghislaine, Ghislaine, she's the right-hand woman or was the right-hand woman of Jeffrey Epstein. And I don't, we don't need to go into the, the issues of Jeffrey Epstein other than Sarah Kellen is married to Brian Vickers. Sarah Kellen is apparently a former assistant to Gisseline Maxwell. Lute, uh, they call it the lieutenant. The lieutenant, but also a former assistant of Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein. I've been made out to be a monster, she says, but it's not true. I'm a victim of Jeffrey Epstein. Abuses, other things, uh, rape. She's now married to NASCAR driver Brian Vickers. How in the hell did we not hear about this? Well, I don't think that she wanted, especially with the news over the last couple of years with Jeffrey Epstein, I don't think she wanted to be out there saying, hey, I used to work for the guy. Oh, and guess what? He also was pretty bad to me, too. I don't think she wants to be that person. Come yeah, on. And I don't think Brian's going to be out there pounding the drum either saying, hey, hey, no. you know, my wife used to work for Jeffrey Epstein, you know, and she was no. abused. There are some guys out there like Gluck or Pockrass. If they got wind of them, maybe they did. I just missed it. This story came out that we're reading. Uh, this came out in December of last year. And I just stumbled on that damn thing. I just thought it fascinating. How in the hell? I mean, that, he was such a big freaking story. You know, Epstein and all his madness. How in the hell did Brian Vickers skip out of that? So there's that story. <laughs> well, thank goodness he did. Well, the thing that fascinates me about the story is that if she was on SVU, Law and Order SVU, first thing they would say is, how come you didn't call the police? 
and that would uh, that would right. be the second segment through the fourth segment of the show. Which is kind of why I bring that up. It just there's just too many unanswered questions here. Just some strangeness going on with that. And how about this? Ari Leindyke, Indy 500 winner, what, two, twice. twice? Dude lost his Indy 500 ring, but he found it. And if you follow the story here, or if you follow him on Twitter, he put out an APB out on his ring. And I, I thought it was a joke. How in the hell do you lose your ring? How do you lose your ring? And according to the story, Ari Leindyke, again, he t- tweeted the picture of his 1990 Indy 500 ring. Uh, it evidently he found it after leaving the track, getting to his hotel and then thinking about things a little bit more and then going (laughs) back to his parking spot at the track and he found it in the grass. That's insane. Yeah, but you're right. How does your ring fall off your hand and you not know it? This is not a small ring. This is kind of a bulky thing and it's got some diamonds in it and it's kind of, it means something, you know? How do you not know that that's not a, that that's missing on your finger? Well, no, wait a minute. Have you ever lost a, you ever, a, the ring, ever fallen, a bracelet, anything? If he's lost some weight, that thing's coming off, slides right off, and you don't miss it until you miss it. I get, yeah. Not I a guess. ring, man. I've not, a bracelet's come off. Hell yeah, but the freaking ring, my, my knuckles are too damn big for popping them all my life. Not coming off. <laughs> well, you didn't spend to win the Indy 500 either. So, hey, um, he won the damn thing, right? That was Bobby Rahal, but yeah. <laughs> no, that wasn't Rahal. Lion Dyke yeah. spun to win. And, uh, no, no, no. Rahal. Rahal was a spin to win. Oh boy, okay. That, well, <laughs> we're going to have to uh, have a little competition on that. Put it out on Twitter, Richie. No, don't put it on that Twitter. Like, why can't we answer it ourselves? Just look it up on Google. What are we doing? Excuse here? me, we're both wrong. It's Danny Sullivan. Oops. Well, no, no, I just knew Miller. I just knew the car was Miller, and I, my mind defaults Miller beer to Bobby Rahal. But damn it, it was Danny Sullivan. Of course, it was Danny Sullivan. I am ashamed of myself for that one. Smoke. Nineteen eighty-five. Oh, Statman. Has there ever been a, a a form of IndyCar that's attempted the Pikes Peak hill climb? Well, back in the old days when they had the roadsters, they used uh, IndyCars and on dirt to climb the hill. Yeah, but they they chances are somebody's going to do it now that the roads all paved, uh, and uh, it's probably going to happen soon. It might even happen this June. Have you heard this yet? No. J.R. Hildebrand. They put the entry list out and J.R. Hildebrand's entry list. Let me pull this up so I say it appropriately. On the entry list for J.R. Hildebrand, who is racing in the Indy 500 this coming weekend, he was listed for the Pikes Peak Hill Climb as driving a 2021 Delara DW12 IR18, which is the current chassis being used in IndyCar. Okay. <laughs> why why do it other than it's something to do he says that him putting that on there was a statement of intent as much as anything he's been talking to people behind the scenes for a couple of years about doing this and he says he wants to make it happen this year if not this year though sometime in the future 
Yeah, he's I, not running the 500 this year, is he? Yes, he is. I just said he was. Yeah. yeah sorry about that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. There's too much at stake to take the car up there because he's not going to beat um, the rally driver. He's not going to beat the Volkswagen electric car that beat the rally driver's uh, Sebastian Loeb's record. Uh, so if he can't be the fastest, that's just not going to be uh, it's not going to be good for IndyCar or for him. But going to be the fastest, going to be the lastest, man. No. <laughs> I like it, man. I like the fact that he just had the balls to put an Indy car up there. Who gives a damn? Yeah, I don't think, I mean, maybe we can ask him about it this week, but I don't think for him it's about being the fastest. It's about doing something different. Yeah, I mean, but if, if you follow, if you, you follow Jared Hildebrand on social media, he, he's a very, he likes to yeah. be different. Yeah, Go but ahead. if you're an Indy car fan and you get beat by a rally driver and an electric car, from Volkswagen, are you going to be happy about uh, IndyCar? And I mean, IndyCars—they're the, you know, among the fastest drivers in the world, and you got beat by two people. <laughs> I mean, maybe I he could set the record. I, just, I don't think he can, but uh, you know, that's what—that's why they have races. But it's not a done deal, right, Crasher? Well, he put it on the entry list. He's trying to make it work. He says there are some things you need to do to create more downforce and. Basically, without the diffuser strikes and without a bunch of other stuff, the car can physically become harder to drive, but more equipped for the mountain. It would be kind of fitting with Al Unser, excuse me, Bobby Unser. No. Yeah, Bobby Unser. Yeah, Bobby Unser. Which Unser was it that just crushed it? Was it Bobby it was or Bobby Al? Unser, right. who just who died at the beginning of this month? No, yeah. that they crushed Pike's peak. Oh, it was Bobby? It was Bobby? Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Statman, did you see that wet race in Austin today? Yeah. In between blinks of the eye. But no, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> well, NASCAR vows to learn from their lessons of racing in the rain. We explain that next. But first, your Statman scat. It's a Statman Oh, no. Watching Saturday night's ARCA race at Toledo Speedway was fascinating. You learn so much when you don't care who wins and loses. Oh, sure, I ended up cheering for someone as I was caught up in the drama of the moment. That happens in life when competition isn't orchestrated or rules are designed for fan response when the competition ends. That's where the money's made. What was fascinating was watching one driver force another where he didn't want to be on the track to take away an advantage. Sometimes that's obvious. Most of the time, though, it's not. But watching racecraft as it's taught by a spotter or coach and learned by a driver in real time, that's wonderful. Don't get caught up in the magician's distractions. You'll seldom learn nuance from television analysts. Usually they're stars with gifted talents. They don't have to learn nuance, but nuance determines winners and losers in all competitions. Funny how that works. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Lucas Oil Studios, 20 years plus, Freak Nation. According to NBC Sports, a senior NASCAR official conceded that the sanctioning body could have reacted sooner as conditions deteriorated in the rain Sunday 
this afternoon at Circuit of the Americas. The visibility issues contributed to crashes that eliminated five drivers, led Evan Harvick to go a little bonkers, saying, I've never felt more unsafe in my whole racing career, period. I guess when you can't see where the hell you're going at, you know, a buck 50, might feel kind of unsafe. But Statman, you said something earlier in the show about you gave these guys props for running in the rain. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I did. As I was watching it, I just said this is something that they wouldn't do if they weren't forced to do. They have to have perfect conditions in order to race, and those were far less than perfect conditions. And you you can't run like it's uh, perfect conditions if it's not, and you have to be protected. And I just don't think that they were in danger. I think that one time that Harvick let up because he wasn't sure where the turn was and somebody ran into him from behind. But I think if they did this more often, they would be better prepared for it. And I think that's what they're trying to do is to get them. It's a bad choice of words, but to get them up to speed on running in less than great conditions. All right. That's, that's a good point. You Okay. But I do want to, question what you said you don't think they were ever in danger i guess the cole custer accident when martin truex kind of flew up over the top of his car I, that comes to mind and i'm like well that was dangerous but you do you think they were not necessarily in danger because of the slower speeds that they were going or how, no how, i mean that that happens on that happens on high speed ovals and bone dry conditions in uh, puffy yeah. clouds that happens in racing and they slowed down, and the cars were safe, and they both climbed out of the car. Everybody was fine. I don't think there was danger. Now, you know, would I do it? No, I'm not prepared to do that. I didn't. I haven't done it for 20 years to learn how to do it. But I don't think they were in danger, and they shouldn't have been. And I don't think NASCAR was trying to prove a point to endanger their drivers. And for NASCAR to come up now after the fact and say we should have done something, I think they're bowing to pressure from drivers, especially a, a headline driver like Kevin Harvick, uh, to uh, say something. I hope they don't back off and say we'll never do that again. I think that would be I a agree. mistake. Yeah, he's. I think Scott Miller, he's NASCAR's vice president of competition, I think he, he said that we probably should have pulled the plug earlier when he's when it comes to calling the race. I think that's what he was meaning. And I, I don't think he's bowing down to drivers making comments because he also had some sort of a quote. I can't seem to find it right now that not all drivers share Kevin Harvick's opinion. Right. And he, he did say that Harvick has his right to his opinion. Oh, that OK. That's the quote. Harvick has his right to his opinion, obviously. But I don't think that's probably an opinion that's universally shared among all the drivers. We certainly don't want to put anybody in harm's way out there. So, yeah, I, I am with you. I hope that <laughs> just because it's raining and it's a road course, NASCAR doesn't freak out about it. You can race in the rain, but these cars are not meant to race in an area where the rain is arguably puddling. I mean, maybe well, no they do throw yellow, is. bring the Titans. It, no car is. You're exactly right. I mean, that straightaway was was tough, it, very tough. But yeah, you don't call. You don't just say we're never going to race in those conditions again. That that would be. That would be stupid. 
Yeah, they have to learn how to do it. And that the one accident with the flames and everything, that happens. They get, it happens that cars are bouncing on top of each other and uh, guys are getting slammed in the doorway like uh, Newman did last year uh, at Daytona. So there's danger in what they do. And, uh, you know, this, this is no different than the danger at uh, 200 miles an hour and hitting a wall. So, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoyed watching it because I think racing is competition and not necessarily speed. Uh, and this was competition today. And they're getting new names that are coming up to the front and being competitive in situations that aren't dependent on massive resources in order to win races. Case in point, Ross Chastain. How yep. cool is that? Exactly. To see him up front for a while. So, and yeah. Reddick, the guy that sat on the pole. I mean, Tyler Reddick, yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are guys that, uh, you know, are good drivers, but they don't have a chance to display that because their teams don't have, you know, money like Hendrick or Roush or, or uh, Penske. Uh, and, you know, they, they had it when you had to drive, they had a chance to show their talent. Austin Sendrick at one time had about an eight second lead over dudes who've been on road courses for many, many years. And I know Austin Sendrick has experience on road courses. I don't know what his experience is on road courses with puddles. I have no <laughs> idea, but he was running on slicks and running away from these people. Yeah, so it was to more back than- up that man. It's just seeing these other names in there other than the old reliables pretty bitching yeah no i was completely because i've talked to cendrick several times when he was racing in australia his dad had him racing everywhere he was racing in rallycross at one time so uh yeah he was he was doing it and that he's another one who was not used to being at the front of the line and the guys that are and there was one guy elliot won the race you didn't see him complaining these were terrible conditions. So right. the, the other 40 guys, this is terrible. I, we were in danger. I never want to do this again. But, you know, if it, they'd have won the race, that is said NASCAR needs to do this more often. Watching the race, maybe it was just the way Jeff Gordon, Clint Boyer, and Mike Joy, Mike Joy were calling the race, but I felt watching NASCAR that they were a day late dollar short in preparing themselves for a wet road course. I say that knowing what happened last year was last year with the Roval and yeah. And Charlotte. Yeah. And and I've said, but I just felt like they were still behind the eight ball in prepping these teams or asking these teams to get ready for something like this wasn't necessarily the single windshield wiper or uh, <laughs> which the, was so weird looking <laughs> so weird looking but you watch an IndyCar race or a Formula One race or a sports car race and you just you know they've got it you know they've got it under control it may be uncomfortable as a driver and as a team but you just have the feeling that they they have it under control Makes sense. For the most point, yes. I mean, you see rooster tails. Okay, that that's a question, Statman, I want to ask you. You see rooster tails when IndyCar and Formula One race in the wet. And sometimes sports cars as well. You know, obviously, sports cars as well. But why was it so much worse, the rooster tails, with the stock cars today? 
Well, because they've never seen it, they weren't too sure about it. And there is a line that you can't cross. When the water is standing and puddled, uh, even rain tires will uh, aquaplane. If they can't get the water out from under the tire, then yes, that's dangerous. And uh, when you can't see, that's also dangerous. But when you can't see because you're not used to not being able to see in those conditions, if the rooster tail comes up, then move out of the rooster tail and get somewhere where you could, you could see, don't take your foot off the gas and put on the brake and let the guy run into you from behind. That's not smart. So yeah, they, they have to learn how to do this if this is what they want to do. And uh, you know, I've seen some of the best drivers in the world, Turn the turn the wheel to go around a corner and aquaplane and luckily go down an escape road with three wheels on the ground. So yeah, I mean that that I hope they continue to do this and uh, don't let the drivers talk them out of it. You talk about hydroplaning and real quick, I know we got to go, Kenny. Kurt Bush is driving when he literally threaded the needle. I forget who was in the white car, but he he was coming up on the rear of that car and started hydroplaning, pulled out, missed that car, and then just kept going straight into the, the, the runoff and missed his brother as well. It was just, it was absolutely threading the needle by inches on each side. Yeah, Kurt Bush. Great. Yeah, that was very close. We're not saying these guys are, 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 are bad drivers. We may not agree with them being the greatest drivers in the world, but... Kurt Busch is a prime example. Watching him thread the needle, then watch him go out there, sit in top five at Indy 500 several years ago, almost win the damn thing. Freak Nation, six. coming up next, Alex. There you go. Alex Bowman ran in the rain, won last week in Dover. He joins us next. Beatrix Pitts, Lucas Hole Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Fix. Lucas Oil. It works. 
Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Bowling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Your soap is Ugh. and your body wash is a synthetic detergent, but you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch natural soap for men, for men who build things. Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons and let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go naked. What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Gas prices. Some of you guys here in the States, uh, Headed back up. Well, how about reducing some of those costs of gas with Lucas Oil Stabilizer? It increases the oil life at least 50% longer, reduces consumption, eliminates dry starts, raises oil pressure, increases power and miles per gallon. Don't believe me? <laughs> there's, there's plenty of endorsements of that product called Lucas Oil Stabilizer. Lucas Oil Stabilizer. Check it out at lucasoil.com. Stat, man, there's still good news. 75-year-old Phil Mickelson won himself a major today. I thought he was 76. No, he he, cel- he celebrates 76 next month. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, seriously, at 50 years old, he's the oldest to ever win a major. And uh, he he led for most of the event. He was He was on top of it this weekend. My favorite golfers are females because they just lose their connectivity to joints and bones. Their fluidity in swinging a golf club is, I'm such a fan of it. And left-handed female golfers, left-handed golfers like Phil Mickelson, man, there's something about their stroke. You're a golfer. Did you realize the, uh, the, uh, the Suns beat the Lakers today? Did they? Did yeah. all the Lakers play? Yep. Oh, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the Lakers are in trouble. I think they shipped out too much talent to get uh, Anthony Davis. I think they're in Agreed. trouble. Agreed. See the new name for LeBron today? LaFlop? LaFlop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be too much, but hey. It's greatness. <laughs> LaFlop. Coming up next hour, Freak Nation, got some good stuff. His name is Kyle Bronson, running in the Lucas Oil Show Me 100 Lucas Oil Speedway in Wheatland, Missouri. 
it could be considered the Indy 500 of Lucas Oil or late model dirt racing. There's going to be triple figures in car count there and a, a one of the biggest purses of the season during Memorial Day weekend. Kyle Bronson will be joining us in here. Also, Ty Gibbs, the grandson of Joe Gibbs, who got himself a big win last night. Statman saw him win last night in Toledo, Ohio. But now joining us here in the Freak Nation. He's been in here several times. Of course, it's Alex Bowman we're talking about. Won in Dover last weekend. Grabbed himself a top 10 in Austin uh, this afternoon. But before we talk any racing, now, Alex, we understand that you are a, a big-time personality that likes to do big-time things with adopting dogs specifically, rescuing dogs. So my question for you is, like, when you when you won last weekend or when you come home after a damn good race, do you party with your dogs? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's been pretty cool this year being able to work with Ally. And uh, they kind of asked me at the beginning of the year kind of what direction I wanted to, to go with some things. And uh, we ended up teaming up with best friends. And, um, you know, every week I donate $1,000 and, and so does Ally to a local animal rescue. Um Last week was uh, was the brand new one SPCA, and when we win, it goes from a thousand dollars to ten thousand. So really cool to uh, hopefully make a, an impact on some animals' lives and uh, help them find some homes. Yeah, I know it's a big deal for drivers or people in general when it comes to animals and rescuing animals and getting the the word out there. Yet there are probably some people who say, Alex, just shut up and drive, man. We don't care about your damn animals, right? Hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that too. I'll, I'll just drive the race car. So, um, no, it's, it's good to be able to do both. And, you know, racing has really allowed me to, to get back a little bit. So, uh, cool to work with a, a partner like Ally that that's all in on it, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm all in on driving the race car too. So, uh, I'm, I'm good with whatever. Okay, there's something to be said for somebody's character if they get mad at you for talking about cute animals. I mean, let's uh, be honest. I don't think anybody ever has. So yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I might get like, why do you post so many pictures of your dogs? But, you know, that's, that's not the, the worst. That Have I'm you like. seriously gotten that? I think somebody commented that at some point, but, but that's okay. It, it's all good. I think cats are weird. So if, like, if you're oh. posting a bunch of pictures of cats, I'd be like... What the heck? This is weird. <laughs> no, the cat people are kind of weird. Okay, Kenny, go for it. Well, go for it. You're looking at two of them right here. No. You oh bastard. Gosh. Wow, what's going on? You got, yeah, you got, so you got one out. Speaking of ally, you got an ally here. Man. Oh, nothing. I appreciate cats it. Good I like cats you know, but... end the world. Like, like what animal just walks up on a shelf and starts knocking stuff over for fun? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, they, why? Why is that a thing? Yeah, they don't. They they don't have any. They want anything to do with you until they're hungry, and yeah. then they, you know, they can't. You can't get rid of them. But once they eat, it's like, go away. Who needs you? Who who needs wow. that in your life? They just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There Let's you see your freaking dog, Alex Bowman, get up in a tree and jump out 90 degrees and catch a bird in his freaking mouth. No, he's going to sit over there and scratch himself, lick himself and, and poop. You're right. That's I got what, nothing for you on that one, but he's not going to climb up on a shelf and knock stuff down. What do you need to go catch a bird for out of a tree? That's yeah, what my chicken store is for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
There's going to be thousands of cat people listening to this, and they're just going to crucify me. Yeah. My mom. Oh no, it's okay. So I don't think anything was wrong with cats. I'm just talking smack because I don't really have much else to talk about. Sometimes. <laughs> clean it up. Clean it up, Alex Bowman. That's what you got to do when you're in the NASCAR world. You can't let it lay out there because. And millions of fans, you'll find that one who's a keyboard warrior and give you a lot of static for it. I have somebody really mad right now, but that's okay. They can yell at me. It, it's fine. Everything's fine. But that's why this show works, because Kenny and I are cat people. You guys over there, wait, I'm on the wrong side here. You guys are dog people. So, hey, we, we are an equal opportunity show at this very moment. <laughs> that's perfect. I'm surprised you have that much stuff on your shelves with being cat people. It's probably all getting knocked off. Actually, yeah, right behind me, I, we have some silver records we have some what gold those records. are called plat gold and platinum sorry, records Kenny, tracks, not sorry. silver records sorry sorry jesus <laughs> palomina so alex, <laughs> alex bowman dogs can be very intuitive when you come home and you win are they more excited are they down when you come home and haven't had a good day no they're happy to see me either way which is cool um you know, when you get home from a bad weekend and, and they're still happy to see you, it, it's always a good feeling. And um, yeah, I mean, they, they've been doing good. I will say, you know, I say how great they are. They broke into the pantry a couple weeks ago and that was about <laughs> everything inside of it. And there was lots of things that dogs can't eat that they still ate. And we spent a lot of time at the animal hospital. So that wasn't oh, fun. No. Um, that's just part of it. They didn't kill any birds. So, you know, it's still <laughs> positives going on here. But a cat wouldn't invade our cabinet. So there. Are you sure? Because I, I, no. I don't know. The food's in the fridge or it's locked away. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> they get cats uh, unlike what what was that meet the Fockers who was that that had the cat with the opposable thumbs and sat on the toilet unlike what that movie wanted you to believe our cat cannot open the refrigerator door gotcha yeah I was gonna ask if your if your cat was potty trained on the toilet like that cat was but I guess not <laughs> all right so we've offended bird people we've offended yeah, cat people yeah. dog people mm -hmm. Uh, speaking of offending, do you have certain keyboard warriors that just don't like you and you know their name via the Internet or Twitter? You know exactly. Oh, here comes Susie or here comes Ron again coming at me. Um, no, to be honest with you, the only name that I could remember from a hater was this kid, actually. Um, I actually know who he is because I know. Uh, some of his family, but he's a, a kid that was kind of around the dirt tracks. Like he's a lot younger than me and he's a big Matt Kenseth fan. And when Matt Kenseth and I got together at Phoenix in 2016, he commented some really bad stuff on my pages, on my family's pages. Ooh. And uh, yeah, I, I remember his name for sure, but nobody else, nobody else has gotten my attention ex except for what was then probably a, 12-year-old kid talking about <laughs> really aggressively. 12 -year -old. Did you need a restraining order for the guy? It got pretty bad. Um, I, I don't really block people. I just mute people. He definitely got the block button. So yeah. um, All right. he, he crossed the line. That's all, but that's the only time. I mean, everybody has their opinions, right? And like, if you don't have drivers you don't like, you're, not, you're probably not that passionate about the sport. So, um, you know, some people just don't like certain drivers and 
that's kind of what uh, what's great about the passion and NASCAR fans. Does that fire you up though to have some haters? Not really. Um, you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself because I want to win for me. I don't really care about the haters on the internet because <laughs> you wouldn't make this and all of a sudden they, they don't hate you anymore or whatever. So um, yeah, I don't really get too worried about it. That's just kind of part of the sport. Speaking of haters, his name is Alex Bowman here in the Freak Nation, a hater of cats. What? <laughs> okay. You are just stirring it, Kenny. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. This is going downhill quick. No. <laughs> you I mean, it started at the bottom of the hill and we just dug a hole. <laughs> You've been coming in here long enough, Bowman. Yes. You know we start from the pit and very seldom work our way out. We talk racing every now and then. You know, I don't know if you've ever you've seen those. You know, Tony Stewart turned freaking 50 yesterday, and we're blasting out videos of him that we've had on him for the last 15 years. And you talk about a guy that just didn't give a damn about some things that he had to say about people. Uh, Jeff Gordon, uh, the $14 million he made on the cologne, he needed, to, needed that to pay off his ex-wife, Brooke. So <laughs> that's just how it's <laughs> just. I'm not touching that one. No, no, no. I know. I know. Can't touch it. That's my boss. Not going there. Exactly. Where I was going with this, you're from Tucson. Are you still, or were you ever a Cardinals fan, or have you had a bandwagon with the Panthers? What sport is that? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. I mean, if it if it doesn't have a steering wheel, an engine, and four tires, I'm I'm really not. not that interested in it. I've just been all in on motorsports my entire life. And that's all I've really ever cared about. Well, it's interesting. You say four tires. What about, I mean, being from the West, you got to be somewhat of a Supercross motocross fan as well. I'll watch it. Um, it I mean, it's not not something I'm super interested in, but it's uh, it's definitely really cool. Those guys are nuts, um, but it's it's cool to watch for sure. Would you ever get on one of those bikes and try to maybe not jump a triple, but try to do something gnarly in the dirt? I rode pit bikes with Travis Pastrana at his house one day, and that was one and done was enough for me. I was terrified. (laughs) I ran into a lot of stuff. I am not coordinated enough for that, but it was a good time for sure. Oh, I wish there's video. (laughs) I'm sure there is somewhere, and it's probably really embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah, well, sometimes, Alex Bowman, Travis Pastrana is not coordinated enough. He told us how he broke a leg on one of those things just a couple of weeks ago live on the air before he even told some of the team owners that he drives for. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I, I tweeted that I broke my finger and didn't tell NASCAR yet. They uh, not supposed to do that. Learn the hard way on that one. Oh, do so you how, have, did, yeah. how did do that you, come about? Um, That was a long time ago. That was like six years ago. And I was working on a car and I smashed my finger really bad. But um, yeah. You're supposed to tell your team owners and the sport <laughs> and everybody else before you tweet about it. So learn the hard way. Sounds like Travis Pastrana did too. <laughs> Do you have some things in your contract that say you can't drive bikes or you can't do certain things? Um, honestly, you know, Hendrick Motorsports has become pretty open with things and, um, you know, it, we're all dirt racing more throughout the season than we used to. and stuff like that. So, um, you know, they've really opened up to kind of letting us do more of the things that, that we previously uh, would have been more locked down on. Alex Bowman here in the Freak Nation, a good 10, 15 minutes with AB. We talked very little racing, which is typical here in the Speed Freaks 
Uh, Duke, congratulations on that win last weekend. And uh, hopefully the barbecue was good for you in Austin. Yeah, thanks, guys. Hopefully we have a good one this week. It's going to be really fun at Coda. Excited for the new challenge. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. See you guys. See you. New, new challenge? How about rain? Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. He got eighth place. Hell Hendrick, yeah, you Hendrick did. had another damn good weekend. You know what, Statman? That's another one of those guys you just, you're happy to see succeeding and, and winning races. He's got a great personality, likes to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, he, and, and, and he's driving a, an iconic numbered car, number 48, where uh, Jimmy Johnson won seven championships, and he's making his own personality. He's starting to step up and and do well. The whole Hendrick program is getting pretty serious after some really down years. Something I want to talk about next hour is Brad Kozlowski leaving Penske at the end of the year and headed to Jack Roush as part of a team ownership driver and team ownership. I don't, I don't believe there's been anything signed, but it all points to Brad Kozlowski leaving Roger Penske, leaving Roger Penske, who helped him get a championship. Race wins. Is, is he the, did we talk about this earlier crasher? He's the leading race winner for Penske. Wait, of all, wait, Brad Keselowski? No, no, there, there was some stat. There was some stat that he had with Penske that kind of blew me away. Thirty-four races with uh, with Raj. Thirty-four wins. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, th- yeah one one thirty-four races. Yeah, and that's more than any other active no, driver with no, Penske. No, that no, no, seems no. well. Active driver. You Maybe t- that's it. Yeah, well, we'll get to the bottom. I, I still want to talk about that. It's Will just- Power, Simon Pagano, Scott McLaughlin, who was obviously a two-time Supercars champ. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And that was with Penske. So, yeah, I don't know. So, we'll talk about that next hour. Kyle Bronson running for a whole lot of money in the Lucas Oil Show Me 100 at Lucas Oil Speedway in Wheatland, Missouri. Freak Nation. He'll be joining us next hour. The grandson of Joe Gibbs, Ty Gibbs, got himself another big win running on those general tires in Toledo, Ohio. Statman was there. He'll also share some insights to that race. Mrs. Scat. It's all big second hour coming up. Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the Bachelorette party? And Statman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Statman helped solve our conundrum last hour 34 race wins with roger pinsky in the cup series for brad kozlowski over 60 was it 63 64 total stat with roger with roger pinsky what is it yeah the the number includes all of the uh, uh xfinity and uh, cup wins yeah 60th career victory uh this year for roger pinsky the, the the whole reason behind that discussion is 
Word is, is that he's leaving Penske at the end of the year to go join Roush Fenway Racing as a part owner and driver for Roush Fenway. Be a good trivia question. Keeping the Michigan people together. When was the last time a Roush Fenway driver won a race? <laughs> Haven't they had five years of dry spell? Or is it six? I think it's a damn good question. It's five or six years they have not had a win. You know, watching some of the PGA championship this weekend, watching some of the basketball playoffs, you're seeing racing, especially especially in Texas for uh, NASCAR in town. You saw a lot of folks in the stands, which reminded me that I was at a restaurant two weeks ago, Crasher, with some of our friends after they finished a triathlon. It was a triathlon? Oh, right. Yeah. And I was sitting at a restaurant at a table with about, what did you say, about 12, 14 people there. Triathletes. Yeah. And then us. Yeah. <laughs> and it, felt, it just felt, well, no, it just felt, no, not because we didn't know them, just because it, it just felt strange getting out and sitting at a table with a number of individuals, individuals, not just my family, some close friends. These, there were, you know, 16 people at this table. It just felt different. Yeah, because we haven't done it in over a year. You're right. It was an odd but fun experience. I was a little uncomfortable. Not that I was concerned that somebody was going to cough on me. Just I wasn't used to it. It's been a year and a half since we've been able to sit and break bread with a number of people. And I, I bring this up in that I'm going to be curious you know, if I do end up going to the 500 next weekend, how will I react? I, I, I react, I'm reacting differently when I'm watching sports still to this day. I'm engaged, but I'm not engaged like I used to be prior to COVID-19. I, I don't know what it is. And I, I don't think I'm alone in this. It's just, I'm whether it's motorsports or fortunately things like, th- like this weekend with Indy qualifying and the uniqueness BS that that is kind of kept me engaged, but it's just, it's a different animal for me. Sports in general. Are. Yeah. So I'm, it's going to be curious when I hang out, uh, if I do go to the Indy 500, how will it be? The stat man, when you were hanging out at Toledo last night for the Arca series, was it strange to be back in the mix of people? Extremely so. I mean, that I was pretty much in the minority of people wearing a mask, and uh, I was in a a, a media room with uh, two or three other people who, you know, I it took several attempts to engage them in conversation before they would even talk to me. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, I, st- I felt like I needed to wear a mask the whole time because that was my comfort level. But by far, I was not in the majority in uh, that idea. It, the rules at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for media and for teams are, yeah, anywhere you go, you have to wear a mask. So when we're in the media center, when we're on pit lane, when we're in the garages, we have to wear a mask. That's just the way it, fans don't have to. They're encouraged to. But they don't, I mean, you can't mandate that for fans because they're just going to get drunk and take it off anyway. But for media, yeah, it is a mandate. So I don't know if that will help you feel a little more secure, Kenny, or not. I don't know. 
we sat at the table with a number of people after that triathlon and we all had masks on. It's just being amongst people that I think is the odd thing. I'm not saying it's bad or I, I don't want to do it. It's just uncomfortable. Like Stat said, it's just uncomfortable. Yeah, well, now that you're used to it, you know, to, to it's going to take a while to get used to not having it there. Some people, you know, me included, may wear it all the time. Going to bring in some affiliates to get right back with Crash Guys Pit News and Notes. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates here at the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Proud to be a part of this big old thing. Last hour, Alex Bowman was here at the Freak Nation. Alex Bowman sounds weird. Why? This didn't sound right. <laughs> anyway, maybe if you missed it, maybe it's the beer talking. The website, speedfreaks.tv, will have it up there four in the morning. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes are brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Go to generaltire.com. That's generaltire.com to find the tire for your righteous ride. SUV, sports car, yeah, sedan, that big fat F-150, 250, 350, diesel-powered rolling General Tires. Crasher? Today was awesome. We had the Monaco Grand Prix this morning, then Indy 500 bump day, converting into pole day. Then NASCAR in the rain in Austin. It was just awesome. I posted, hey, doesn't it kind of seem like a Memorial Day Sunday? But a lot of people didn't really agree with me. Bottom line, we had a lot of excitement. We had a lot of action. We had drama. It was a good day for motorsports fans. Let's start with the ARCA race on Saturday night in Ohio where Ty Gibbs grabbed the win. Not one of his more dominating performances, but still a checkered flag on general tires nonetheless. Gibbs will join us in just about four minutes. We woke up then to the Monaco Grand Prix this morning. Those of us on the West Coast did. Even though Monaco isn't the most eventful street circuit, it's incredible how drivers can wheel those machines. They finesse them in such tight confines for two straight hours. It was Max Verstappen at the top of the podium, though. He not only took home his first Monaco win, but also his first time ever leading the Formula One Drivers' Championship. We then moved on to Indianapolis. We're filling the gap for the top 30 spots for next weekend's Indy 500. That took place on Saturday, so to kick off Sunday, the remaining five drivers vied for the last row, making it in Sage Karam, Will Power, and Simona Di Silvestro. Then it was time for the Fast Nine, and it was Iceman taking the last run of the day, and he put it on the pole by three hundredths of a mile an hour over four laps. Then on to final practice, Ganassi still held, held four of the top five spots, but it wasn't Dixon, it was Alex Palou, the fastest in today's practice. Then we turned the channel to NASCAR at Coda, where Mother Nature won the day as the conditions were just wicked on the straights. Two red flags later, NASCAR finally called the race with only a few laps to go. Chase Elliott was declared the winner, the defending champ's first win on the season. Fans were not happy with NASCAR for calling it, but hey, it is what it is. Mother Nature called NHRA. You can find that race tomorrow on Fox in Houston. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
Hey, it's Kenny Sargent and Crash Gladys with Speed Freaks. And we know vehicles, they can be expensive. So without proper maintenance, any vehicle could break down, causing the need for expensive repairs. That's why you need Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil produces the toughest and highest quality lubricants and additives on the market. Lucas products are tested on the track and the street to provide unmatched protection against the most punishing conditions. Hey, no matter what you do, no matter what you drive, Lucas Oil has the product for your mechanical needs. So keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Ah, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter cookie dough. Scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop. Shaka-laka, 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 shaka-scoop. Shaka-laka, 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 Geico. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. Today, time is more valuable than ever, and we all want our vehicles to look their best to save time and have a great looking ride use lucas slickness speed wax great for paint chrome glass and vinyl lucas oil slickness simply mists on then wipes off leaving a new car shine every time it's quick and easy working on wet or dry surfaces you can also use slick mist interior detail or slick mist tire and trim shine for that complete detail look lucas oil it works you're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Yeah, uh, you know what it is. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Yeah, uh, you know what it is. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Yeah, uh, you know what it is. Everything I do, yeah, I do it big. Yeah. Black stripe, yellow paint. I hear they're scared of it, but them pros ain't. 
Lucas Oil Studios, Creek Nation, rolling on those general tires for 20 years, man. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Do yourself a favor. Go to GeneralTire.com, check out their line of tires, put on that fat F-150, that SUV, a sedan, a sports car. General Tire, they got them. Go to GeneralTire.com. Ty Gibbs, yet another win in the ARCA series, did it last night in Toledo, Ohio, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Uh, this wasn't a cakewalk by any stretch. Corey had something to say about you grabbing, what, third win of the season at Toledo. Did you take offense to his little bump on the on the half mile? Not really. Um, you know, with the way that we were put in a position there, it's just part of it. And, you know, we got moved out of the way, but we got back and passed them pretty clean. And um, that was just part of it. Uh, hard racing. That's the first time they saw it at the front the whole night. and They took their chance at it. With your domination, Ty Gibbs joining us here in the Freak Nation throughout the 2021 season. When you have a guy like Corey, that again, he could go out there and win this championship as well. How do you two race each other? Do you race him any differently than the other drivers? No, I race the other driver. I feel like the same. Um, if I had teammates, probably race him a little bit easier. But you now I race all drivers the same. I want to beat all of them and every weekend. So it's not really too much of a difference for me. But, and Kenny said domination. You are still sitting second in points, which is shocking to me how the points have worked out through the season. So what's it going to take? I mean, obviously more wins and obviously more consistency up front, but clearly this is going to be a battle to the end of the season. So how are you going to pull this off? Yeah, you know, I'm going to just keep working at it and keep being consistent and wanting to win worse than any of those kids out there. Um, That's just part of it. And that's part of winning championships in life and working hard. Um, So I'm just going to keep, you know, knocking at it and, We'll, uh, you know, we've every race since we've got wrecked out at Taldego, we've got closer on points every weekend. That's a good point. And building that momentum every single week, obviously, that completely helps. Ty Gibbs joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night, driving on general tires to the win, to victory lane. And speaking of victory lane, okay, potato chips were everywhere. You mentioned last night, potentially the five-second rule. Did you honor that? No, I did not honor it. I kind of, you know, I feel like, they were on the ground there and it was a little dirtier, so I probably left them there. But um, it was cool to, you know, have all that and, you know, cool to have my, you know, my team excited. Well, absolutely. Now, do you get to take home bag loads, like boxes of bags of chips home because of that win? Uh, we got some for uh, this weekend, but not, I, I never took a lot of them home. Um, I, I just leave them for the guys. I'm not really a big, I don't really like chips too much anyways. Where does that come from? How does, a, how does an 18 year old not like chips? I don't know. I, that's just, I guess that's just part of me. I'm not really a big fan of chips and popcorn. I never really liked, you know, that stuff. So I, I always stay away from it. I'm with you on popcorn. I mean, I'll, if it's put in front of me, I might have a couple handfuls, but I am not a popcorn fan at all. Just give me chocolate. Well, what is, what is a food that Ty Gibbs likes to eat uh, to snack on? I should say. I like, all, you know, I like a lot of fruits. I've got a good diet for me going. I mean, my, the people at my race team have, you know, my nutritionists have got me on some good foods. But I really like um, Italian food and Mexican food and um, a lot of different stuff like that. Um, you know, I like barbecue too, so pretty simple. We're talking with Ty Gibbs, winner of the ARCA race in Toledo Saturday night. Ty, it's your third win of the year, and you're 18 years old. Your work, your conditioning, your diet, is that difficult for an 18-year-old, especially the diet part, where you might want to disappear in a flood of fries and burgers like everybody else at 18 years old? How difficult is it for you at 18? Not even one bit. I always (laughs) like to have some junk food, always. 
um, I like M&Ms and Snickers and all of that stuff. So, uh, it's, it's definitely never going to change as much as they want to try to make something happen. It's not going to budge me one bit. Ty, we were talking earlier before we started this conversation about watching the NASCAR race at Coda pouring down rain. Could you run in rain like that without much practice? Um, I feel like I have a decent shot. I, I really like the racing in the rain. I've got a lot of good experience in the rain um, and different stuff. So um, I, I really would like to you know, have my shot. That'd be a good time. What's a, what's a driver? How does a driver watch a race like that? What are you looking at from a driver's perspective? All the rain, uh, you, you saw the crashes, you saw the spins. What do you see? Um, yeah, well, I usually sit back and I have a, my computer. I have a lot of data that runs off of it so I can see, um, you know, all the stuff that runs from their cars and, and the radios and stuff and the racetracks. So, uh, it's a good learning tool for me. It's like another race day almost. Um, so I, I, I got to see it all. And with the onboard cameras that NASCAR provides, it's kind of cool to watch what the drivers are seeing. Well, do you get mad at some, like today, some of those, the, some of the visibility out of people's windshields was ridiculous. Do you get mad like we do sometimes as fans? Yeah. You know, I've been in situations like that when we run the dirt track races, I feel like it's about as worse or maybe even worse um, than the rain is because the dirt won't move as much as the rain does. Um, so I've definitely been frustrated in, in those situations, but, um, you know, we're still trying as a sport, trying to figure out what we're going to do with that. I feel like we're definitely going the right way, but you know, there's definitely times like today that kind of changes your mind a little bit on how it, and your, on your outlook on it. <laughs> Ty, we were looking at the race last night at Toledo on Mav TV, and it looked like you needed 10 more cars there. You've won three events. But wouldn't you like to see ten more cars at a even at a small track like Toledo Speedway? You know, if whenever people, I mean, I, I like competition, so I'll take whatever is against me. Um, and last night we didn't have as many cars as we did at the other races, but that's not my job. I don't. It's not my uh, thing to worry about at all. So um, it definitely is not. I mean, it's not the greatest thing, but that's you know something that you're gonna have to deal with and. We go Xfinity racing. We've got a full car of 40, or we got full 40 cars there. So um, I look forward to that always. Watching the race last night on Mav TV, I noticed that Monster was not on the side of your car. Did something happen with Monster? Um, you know, we really haven't uh, had anything on the car this year yet. We're still looking for sponsors to come on board for, you know, the rest of this year. And, and we're always looking for stuff. We've got stuff coming um, soon, hopefully. So we'll, we'll have some cool stuff on there. You're an Italian food fan. Let's get some of these Italian Dijono. restaurants. Dijono. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll work. That'll work for me. Well, bro, thanks for doing this, man. Good luck to you through the rest of the season, partner. Thank you, guys. Thanks for letting me come on. One of the lamest laughs you've ever heard. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Statman, you were hanging out at Toledo last night. Thanks to our friends at General Tire. And you did a little, a little investigative work headed over to Ty Gibbs' car with the uh, – <laughs> Yeah, I was sitting at the on the pit wall talking to Billy Venturini for a while, 15, 20 minutes. He had to go take a phone call, and I got up and just walked over to the Gibbs car. They shut the hood. <laughs> it was so funny. I just did. Wait a minute. I was just standing there looking, no camera, no nothing. I was, you know, I was just looking at an engine in a car. 
And a guy came over and shut it down. And uh, I walked away. <laughs> I called Kenny to give him a good laugh and turned around. They had opened it back up and they were working on the whatever they were working on before. Oh, you're kidding. You no. are kidding. No, I mean, that's. You know, Billy Venturini is there. He, you know, he owns the car that's given him the most competition, and uh, maybe they thought I was working for it. Billy. I, hey, you know, I'm 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 just a hack writer, just trying to enjoy the race. Okay, so you think that they saw you sitting on the pit wall talking to Billy Venturini, their competition? Yeah, we sat there a long time, you know, and I'm not an easy guy to, to, uh, you know, to forget in a NASCAR pit, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, not all of them are bald headed. So, you know, I'm bald headed. So they, you know, I'm not an easy guy to, to, to overlook when I'm in the NASCAR uh, pit lane. (laughs) Okay. Well, now it makes sense. If they thought you were trying to, steal some information yeah maybe it's maybe the bald head was the reflecting the sun and uh they had to protect the engine from the glare off of my bald head oh, that's what right. it was that's what it was exactly yep, yeah yep, yep. watching saturday night's arca race at toledo speedway was fascinating you learn so much when you don't care who wins and loses Oh, sure, I ended up cheering for someone as I was caught up in the drama of the moment. That happens in life when competition isn't orchestrated or rules are designed for fan response when the competition ends. That's where the money's made. What was fascinating was watching one driver force another where he didn't want to be on the track to take away an advantage. Sometimes that's obvious. Most of the time, though, it's not. But watching racecraft as it's taught by a spotter or coach and learned by a driver in real time, that's wonderful. Don't get caught up in the magician's distractions. You'll seldom learn nuance from television analysts. Usually they're stars with gifted talents. They don't have to learn nuance, but nuance determines winners and losers in all competitions. Funny how that works. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Let me know that I've done wrong when I've known this all along. How about a big old fat rebate when you buy a set of general tires? This is how you do it. Purchase a set of four qualifying general tires with your general tire credit card through the end of May. Submit your rebate to get up to $100 back on a Visa prepaid card. You can submit your claim online at generaltire.com. For more information, check it out, generaltire.com. That's generaltire.com for your rebate on your next set of general tires. This is the first Monaco race that I spent any amount of time watching because typically uh, I'm at the 500 doing something for the radio show and we're just not that it, uh, the, the race isn't that accessible. No, I mean, it's on in the media center, typically, you know, on a on what's been over the last 20 plus years, the media center at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, they've got the F1 race on and you can 
watch it and they've got the audio. But yeah, there's so many things that we are doing pre-race to prep for interviews, whether it's the red carpet or in pit lane. So yeah, we're not paying attention to it as much as we would like to. I mean, it's, I, I, I see the importance of the race and I understand why it's very, very popular. It certainly isn't the, uh, the number of passes that those drivers oh, no. make on that course. It's so narrow, but yeah. it's, it's fun to watch. And I don't know if stat, if you've looked at Monaco, like I did this morning, watching the race, I can only imagine the technical director with a number. I couldn't find it online. How many cameras, not including cameras, excuse me, point of view cameras on the cars, how many cameras that they've got to use on that Monica course. I was <laughs> freaking dizzy watching it. Imagine having to call that race in the booth. 17, go 17, push in 14, four, 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 four. Oh. Let's go five, six, six, six. Let's go. You're talking about calling it as the TV producer. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Stan, that was, uh, that was mind numbing watching the switch between cameras in Monaco this morning. Yeah, it's uh, Monaco's crazy. I've had I had one driver who drove for Corvette told me that uh, his grandmother lived at pit out and every time he would leave the pits when he was racing in Formula 1, uh he he would have to wave at his grandma and if he didn't she <laughs> remind him. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> Yeah. I I saw you. I didn't see your hand though. Yeah, you didn't wave, honey. What's 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 wrong? You don't like grandma anymore? <laughs> <laughs> but you certainly don't watch that race for again all the passing. It, there's just the 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 ability to keep that car on the track see, on that's such what's tight bizarre. course yes. is bonkers. Yeah, it takes, but that shows you the quality of the driver. That, uh, and I don't understand why Mercedes. Every they normally have a problem with uh, Monaco. They had the wrong tires a few years ago. They bought uh, Hamilton in when they didn't need to, and uh, to this weekend, they just they missed the setup completely. He qualified yeah. uh, what sixth and finished seventh. And they were hoping that Botas could have uh, mitigated some of the points problem, but he had a problem. And uh, uh, now Lewis is uh, not in the first, I think it's the first time in how many years that uh, Mercedes was not leading one, either the driver's championship or the points championship. Oh, both. Oh, whoa. Yeah, they're they're a point behind uh, Red Bull and the manufacturers, and I think Lewis is four points behind Verstappen in the drivers' championship. I just I don't know. Max is so uh, I don't know dismissive of Lewis. I would like to see him uh, not win. <laughs> okay, is he dismissive of Lewis in real life? Because what we're coming to find out is they're creating these rivalries, like and making them look real like like drivers hate each other on the on the Netflix show what is it drive to survive when like today was it who is second and third place so it was carlos and oh come on and it was it lando yeah carlos and lando norris they were all buddy buddy today whereas in drive to survive they're trying to make us believe that these two hate each other so how much of it is real i well i don't know i think I think I don't think Verstappen is a friendly guy, so I think it is sort of real. I mean, they all have a mutual respect, 
And how do you, you how do you not respect Lewis with seven championships? Right. But uh, you know, I I just you know that Lewis is one of the few drivers that I root for, uh, and you know I'm a fan, uh, just like I was with Jimmy Johnson. So uh, it's difficult for me to uh, sit there and, and watch Lewis not do well and see for stop and win. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, being a fan is a, can be a pain in the butt, you know? <laughs> do we know, do that we haven't, between the three of us, we've kind of stumbled over our answers tonight when it comes to each of us throwing out some questions. <laughs> do it. Do, it's been a long weekend. Yeah. Do, do any of us, does it, well, I don't know. Stat, Crash, do you know why they moved Monaco? Why they moved it? Mm-hmm. Well, it hasn't always been Memorial Day Sunday. It hasn't. No. Right. No, it's it's been different dates for sure in, in the month of May. I think even one time it was out of the month of May. So, no, it's not, it's not like this is un you know uncalled for or just – Unusual. Unusual. There's mm-hmm. the word I'm looking for. But it's true. Over our entire tenure of Speed Freaks, it has always been – Memorial Day Sunday. So this was the first time of us doing this so why show. Why are you looking at me like I have four heads? That's, that's well, no, last year, they didn't even run it last year because well, of COVID. Even, well, last, you know, last year aside, right. That's true. They didn't even run God. it last year. But no, I mean, since we've been, I mean, aside from the pandemic year, they, as we've been doing Speed Freaks, it's always been Racemas, which is the racing version of Christmas mm-hmm. on Memorial Day Sunday because you start the day with the Monaco Grand Prix, go to the Indy 500, and then the Coke 600. So, yeah. Didn't quite get that today. Crasher, and what are weekend. what are the rules before we go to break? What are the rules for Indy 500? What's the capacity? They're saying 40%, which is actually more than what I was expecting because I was told at the beginning of the year it would be 25 or 30%. But the, So that's been in my head forever. And then I read something today that said 40%. I'm like, oh, we're actually going to have more people than I'm expecting. So, I mean, it's not going to be full. It's not going to be half full, but it's still going to be crowded. Was there any indication on the number of tickets sold that you've read? I have no idea. How do you how do you track that in a year where you only printed forty percent of what's available? I mean, how and and they never acknowledge what they sold anyway. No, no, it's never been done. I mean, who knows if Roger will change that moving forward? But yeah, we we've heard reports of three hundred thousand, reports of four hundred thousand, reports of four hundred fifty (laughs) thousand. Who knows? I mean, it's definitely. The largest crowds ever will not compare to what it was in the 70s or the 60s. I mean, when you could fill that infield with – they had grandstands in the infield, which they don't have now. When you could fill that infield with the grandstands and cars and people, that's those were the biggest crowds. We're never going to get there again. That's just – again, I it's just going to be strange for me if I do end up going and are they going to allow us to – Walk the grid? I have no idea. I <laughs> we, doubt it. We were told we'd yeah. Right. I know. We were told we'd get our our credential information four weeks ago. We have yet to receive it. But people have tweeted me. Thank you very much. Our table in the media center with our name on it, Speed Freaks. So I'm like, oh, I guess we got approved for credentials. Funny that this is how we find out. Yes. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? And I'm not I'm not blaming anybody for this. It's it's just odd. The yeah. rules and regulations are being adjusted as we speak how it is damn yeah i mean i i think that um everything is up in the air i think even if it if it wasn't for the pandemic i think the change to new ownership and non-family ownership i think all of that is uh in flux 
for another couple of years until it uh, works itself out. But this year is going to be doubly bad because, uh, you know, there's not a lot of people. There's going to be more people than has been around recently. But, uh, you know, if I, if I was going and, uh, you know, I'm not a big crowd person anyway, but uh, if I was going, I'd definitely be in a mask and uh, be very diligent about who I'm around. Oh, yeah. We'll have our masks on for sure. You don't want to miss this next interview. His name is Kyle Bronson, running for a whole lot of money coming up this weekend in the Lucas Oil late model. Show me 100 at Lucas Oil Speedway in Wheatland, Missouri. It's greatness. Supposedly, he was out cooking some pork chops earlier. Kyle Bronson, a great interview. He joins us next. Speed Freaks Pitch, Lucas Oil Studios. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed, so there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. It's a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring 11 highly competitive racing series. This year's live coverage on MAV-TV features the Arca Menard Series, midget car action provided by the Power Eye National Midget League, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, and the Pro Pulling League. There's even the Moto America Series, Midwest Drag Racing Series, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, Hoosier Arena Cross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl National. It's MAV-TV's most robust live coverage schedule in network history. So come join us at MAV-TV, the only television network in the U.S. dedicated exclusively to motorsports. For more information on MAV-TV and MAV-TV Plus, go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, 
No matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Mother, I don't want to take my medicine. 24 years in the gutter again. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Everybody's acting like they're all all right. Back at the Creeks, Lucas Oil Studios, Creek Nation. Been doing it over 20 years from Lucas Oil Studios. Go to lucasoil.com to get all the insight to products to keep your ride on the road. Lucas Oil, as we've been talking about for these two decades, very big into grassroots motorsports. And one of those, of course, is the Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series. And I don't, I'm not sure if it's comparable to the Indy 500 for some of these drivers. Maybe it is. But uh, their big race is coming up next weekend, Memorial Day weekend, the Lucas Oil Show Me 100 at Lucas Oil Speedway. And one of the drivers that has a legitimate shot to win this damn thing, Kyle Bronson, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Kyle, is the, is the Show Me 100 for dirt late models, is that kind of your Indy 500 for the year? It's definitely a big race. You know, I mean, there are a lot of crown jewel races, but the facility is definitely super nice. And this, you know, it really ain't my Indy 500 because every time we go there, Jimmy Owen wins. So, so you know, it's like, you know, whatever you they, they've been really good there. You know, I've only been there three times so far. So, you know, I feel like I'm getting a little better each time I go there. But definitely, I kind of struggle there a little bit. But super big race. The facility super, super nice. They did an amazing job with that place. So, you know, hopefully we'll get going better. And like I said, I mean, some pretty good money on the line for this weekend. So, you know, hopefully we come out of there and win as a race or two. Yeah, there is. The Show Me 100, which you can see live on MAV TV from Lucas Oil Speedway, Kyle Bronson, who will be running this damn thing. Uh, joining us here in the Lucas Oil Studios. And, Kyle, you talk about Jimmy Owens, and that, that dude is a legend when it comes to dirt late models. Does it inspire you even more to kick his ass when he rolls in there thinking that he's going to take home that Show Me 100 again? I mean, that'd definitely be nice. But like I said, you I mean, if he had any place covered, you know, he's been so great there so many years, you know, and shit, he's good everywhere he goes. But that place right there, I think he could win in a damn wheelbarrow, you know. So, you know, he's been helping me a little bit, and I talked to him quite a bit, so. You know, hope, hope, hopefully he'll give me some pointers at that place because I can sure use them over there. Jimmy Owens has not won the Show Me 100 since 2016. So no, 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 Kyle. I don't want you using that as an excuse. It is your turn to kick his ass. Yeah, well, that sounds good. I mean, I mean, I hope you're all right there. So, you know, like I said, we didn't make some money. I felt like we gave one away the other night. Had a flat tire two laps ago. But, you know, so our car's going a little better. You know, we've been trying a bunch of stuff. We've been able to test the last couple of weeks. So. You know, hopefully we get the car figured out right here around money time. You know, we've got a lot of big races coming up, except including the show me. So, you know, it's on our radar for this weekend, and we're going to go out there and give it all we got. Well, you mentioned that Jimmy and I'm sure some others have been giving you some advice, some pointers to better acquaint yourself with a track such as Lucas Oil Speedway. What kind of advice might that be? I mean, really, it's all, all in general. You know, that, that track's so different and so weird. You know, it's kind of like a wet slick and really hard to get a hold of, you know, and it's driving that place we gotta drive it totally different than we go anywhere else and this everything about your car and i mean and really like i said jimmy's just a good old-fashioned racer you know and he don't mind helping people out a little bit you know and like i said uh i grew up racing his modifieds and stuff like that he used to build so you know had a little bit of a relationship there and he's really been nice to me and helped me out with some of them places like that so you know hopefully hopefully get help me and hopefully i'll kick his butt this weekend (laughs) 
Kyle Bronson, when guys start racing, they have in their mind that they want to run in the Indy 500 or the Daytona 500. Did you always want to run in the dirt late models that some people consider that a sportsman category, but you obviously made it a professional run for yourself. Yes, sir. I was a kid. I remember, I remember going to school, you know, writing about it, you know, I just want, want to be a dirt lake model racer one day, but oh, you know, now cool. I don't really care what I'm racing, you know, as long as I'm making a living and, and making money, you know, I don't care. I mean, I don't, I don't care for racing bicycles, you know, as long as we're having fun doing it. And then I mean, it don't really bother me. I, I like all kinds of racing. So as long as I'm involved in making money and making a living here, man, I don't really care what I'm doing. So that you were that kid in the back of the class that was drawing a picture of it. I drove a dirt late model once. Those things are pretty wild. And I'll tell you a story on me. I had my foot. I thought it was the dead pedal and it turned out to be the brake. <laughs> once, once I figured that out, I said, Whoa, this thing does go pretty fast. That's, you know, that's how stupid I am. But, uh, were you the kid sitting in the back of the class drawing pictures of late models and dirt flying? Yeah, definitely. That was me. You know, man, I'm an artist skilled man. I wasn't, I wasn't really much of a drawer, but I was sure giving all my effort I had. You know, I was like, hey, I mean, I, I, mean, I do okay drive, drive, okay job driving a race car, I guess, but it's hard for me to walk chew bubblegum sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, this man. Uh, Kyle Bronson getting set for the Lucas Oil Show Me 100 at Lucas Oil Speedway, which, again, you can watch live on MAV-TV. For more information, go to lucasoil.com or lucasdirt.com. Dot com. Talk about the skill of a late model dirt driver. It's highly underrated because a lot of people don't go to those smaller towns to watch dirt late models. You guys are skilled. Thank you, Mav TV, for bringing it to the masses. Exactly. You guys are skilled drivers on these little bull rings and even upwards to half miles. Yes, there's so many great races across the country, you know, and not, I'm just one of the lucky ones that, you know, be able to get to do it for a living and go travel the world and do it all and just like live my dreams, you know, but, you know, each place we go to, whether it's somebody's local track or whatever, you know, it, it's amazing how many great drivers are out there across the country that don't never really get no respect or no representation, representation and stuff like that. It's just crazy. Like I said, I mean, how many talented drivers there are across the country there that we actually get to see and race with all over the place. Kyle, let me drop in. Let me jump in here once. I talked to a guy that was in the world of outlaws, um, and he, all the traveling they did, he made a big deal out of roller coasters. He wanted to stop at every roller coaster that went by that he went by on the highway, and that was just his Jones. What's your Jones when you're traveling so much? What's your Jones that you got to see besides a racetrack? Well, really, I mean, half my, half my time racing, you know, I usually only have one crew guy, you know, that right now it's hired another guy. So we got two guys, but you know, most of the time it's just so much work to try to do it right. And this, the way I do it, sometimes I'm under help a lot, of, a lot, a lot, I feel like. So, you know, really we just try to work our butt off to get to the next race and try to put 120% in the race. And, you know, I don't really, you know, maybe one day we'll ride some roller coaster, but you know, right now we're just trying to work on our car and win some damn races. <laughs> So, you know, come on, Kyle, you got to have something you're on the road a hundred times a year. Some people don't even see a road 100 times a year and you, there's nothing that you don't want to, you don't want to get on that go to a burger stand, ride a roller coaster, do anything other than get to the next racetrack and race. 
I mean, I just like racing, you know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I ain't been doing it long enough or something, you know. Right now, all I care about, like I said, is getting to the next generation. So that's all I really look forward to, you know. It's like I, I figure once I get worried about doing something else, I probably need to quit racing and go do something else, you know. I was like, right now, my main focus is on racing and just trying to do the best I could do. That's Such more as- than fair, dude. That's more than fair. But we did call him tonight, and you were in the middle of grilling, right? So we know you're a pretty good grill master as well. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know about all that, but you know, the way I've been running and have flat tires two laps ago and stuff like that, you know, we can't afford to go eat nowhere, so we, we got to stay here at the house and, and make us some pork chops or make us a damn ham and cheese sandwich. So we got to do something here. Uh, Lucas Oil Speedway, May twenty seventh. It's the eighth annual Cowboy Classic. On the 28th, it's the tribute to Don and Billy Gibson. And then, of course, on the 29th, live on MAV-TV, the 29th annual Lucas Oil Show Me 100, uh, one of the largest purses. There are several large purses throughout the, the late model series, but this is one of the bigger ones when these guys will be, be able to take home a whole lot of cake. Uh, do you have your if – you if you're able to pocket some of that heavy cheese with a win at the Show Me 100 – what does uh what do you do with it well really like pretty much like me you know it's like my my, my operation here you know it's like it's kind of like family only got me all started and all this stuff there so right now you know i just kind of like take all the money i get and like i said this I, I just try to get by myself here and just put all my money back in my car and try to go to the next race you know this stuff's very expensive there so you know we just try to keep investing the money back in the car and i gotta pay crew guys and pay to get there and fuel and tires and all that stuff adds up and like i said i just try to make a living here and just pay the bills i gotta pay and i don't worry about nothing else you know i just try to go racing and i'm just very blessed to be able to go do what i love to do did you have a beer with those pork chops no sir i had a nice cold agua (laughs) (laughs) agua works he's not he's not skimping is he hey man uh good to get you here in the freak nation lucas oil studios good luck to you coming up this weekend in wheatland missouri buddy Yes, sir. Are you guys going to be there? Uh, no, we're not. We'll be hanging out that little old race uh, a little further northwest, excuse me, northeast of you up in Indianapolis for that 500. Yes, sir. Well, it sounds like fun. Maybe I'll get it done here and say, get me some money get me some money out there to win here. And I might have me a beer on Sunday. How about that? There Man. you go. There you Boy. go. <laughs> Kyle, yeah, thanks for doing this, bud. Sa- after I win Saturday, maybe I'll have a nice cool beer on Sunday. Hell Perfect. yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, Bronson. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. See you later. Cool. Not Not much motorsport. Not much motorsport. Helio or Helio. Not, not, not. Well, not only that. Much, much, much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Not much motorsport. (laughs) Freaks. Not much motorsports. We've been trying to get to the story for not much motorsports for about the last month, Crasher. <gasps> Are we doing the taxi cab menu mm-hmm. finally? So there's a taxi driver named Cameron who offers a 10-item ride menu to his passengers. Let me go over some of his menu items, Freak Nation. And these are posted in the car, right? Yeah, you, you hop in the back seat and bam. Wait, is he a taxi driver or an Uber driver or a Lyft driver? 
for some reason, I feel like this is Uber or Lyft because if I remember the story correctly, it has been a month, but if I remember the story correctly, it had to do with his rating on the app too. Well, uh, the story keeps using taxi. Huh, okay. But when you hop in the back of Cameron's car, you've got a menu, man. Welcome to Cameron's car to ensure the best ride possible for you. I prepared a menu of the various types of rides I offer. Just choose one or don't. That's an option, too. And sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. You could choose the number one, which is the awkward ride. You ignore this menu and completely, completely, then you sit in silence for the remainder of the ride. <laughs> you got the funny ride. I tell you jokes or embarrassing stories from my life. Number three, you have the silent ride. There's no explanation. <laughs> Perfect. You got the creepy ride. I don't say anything, but I keep staring at you in the rearview mirror. <laughs> I've had those rides many times. <laughs> the, the karaoke ride. We rock out to hits from the 80s, early 2000s, or literally whatever you want. The bubbles rides, that man. We blow bubbles the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something that you get from one of those uh, funny cigarettes. Hey, this is the ride that I think a lot of us don't want. It's the small talk ride. We talk about how crazy the weather's been lately, and I ask if you caught the game last night. <laughs> 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 oh, that's brilliant. You have the therapy ride. You vent to me about your problems and I listen. <laughs> you have the drunk ride. You throw up in my car. <laughs> or, or you have the cliche ride. You ask me how long I've been driving for Lyft. Ah, it is a Lyft. Okay, mm -hmm. there you go. Now, see, when you said menu, I thought this was going to be stuff he found in the in the uh, cushions of the of the cab. But uh, no, this is, you know, that's pretty ingenious. That is genius. It really is. Yeah, I would. Usually the driver chooses their own. I mean, the small talk ride. How do you politely tell your Lyft or Uber driver to shut the hell up? Oh, Kenny, you've done that many times. Ooh. Just maybe remove the politely. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> wow. Well, it's like. We'll get in, a, in an Uber after flying back home. And yeah, for some reason, the guy's like, how was your flight? Oh, where'd you come from? What was it like there? How was the weather there? It's like, shut up. I just, I'm tired. I just want to go home and put my head on my pillow. I like getting an Uber or Lyft drivers or taxis in Vegas with friends and just completely going off the rails with things that you say. Yes, you do do that. Wow. Richie has Witness mm -hmm. that, yes. Mm -hmm. Kenny likes to embarrass us. Like he'll, we'll get in a taxi together, and we're going to the next casino, and he'll say, "Well, hold on, oh. Richie, do you remember any of the things that I've said? Do you have any idea?" Off the top of my head, no. But awesome. Uber rides can be a, an, an interesting experience for the uninitiated uh, with one Kenny Sargent. <laughs> <laughs> like I know one time. I forget who was in the car with us, but you said we got in from one casino. We told him where we were going. And you go, oh, maybe it was Richie. I don't know. Oh, Richie, you forgot your colostomy bag. Or <laughs> just <laughs> stuff like that. 
that time in Cabo San Lucas in the 80s, I'm in there with Lanny and some of our rock and roll winners to go meet Van Halen for Cabo Wobble Cantina. And the, the Mexican driver was driving us, and I was just being, I was being a typical white male a-hole, you know, saying stupid stuff, male anatomy and this and that and that and this, knowing that he didn't understand a damn thing I was saying. Then we pulled up to the hotel, and he says, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, bilingual. That shut me up for about 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is greatness. There it is. Hey, man, thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. 20 years of Speed Freaks. We ain't lying, man. June 25th, 2000. Holy smokes. Our 21st anniversary is coming up. 21, yeah. We can drink next month. Statman. Legally. For those 20 years, shoot the juice to the moose. Then cut it loose. Motorsports Radio, redefined.